Nobody clue the place while we were gone, did they? Well, oh, hey, it's uh, Mike and John got it going on with Mike Marino and John King. We are back here at the Remax Platinum offices, courtesy of our friend Jordan Genso. Got a lot to do today. Yeah, and of course, uh, we appreciate uh, being able to uh, you know locate here at Remax Platinum and they're hosting us. I guess we're in charge of cleaning our own. Dealing with us stuff. Putting up with us. Well, it's more you than me. Well, it's more. That's what they said when I walked in. Yeah. It's more John than you. That's funny because they told me the same thing they about know. you when I walked you in. You were talking to the wrong people. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> I think I, I like the people I talk to. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, great stuff to come today. We'll take a look at last night's TNT, our Thursday night trivia question. I think a few people might have got it right. We'll get to that. Also, uh, Rich Pearlberg joining us for the less you know. Mickey's Swan Song. Why do they call it a swan song? Yeah, that's does a good the question. Swan I, really sing? I don't know. And, and why is that, you know, uh, equal like the end? The last hurrah. It's kind of like the, the fat lady, song. you know, it's not over until the fat lady sings. Well, we can't call her that anymore. You know. She's big bone. So, <laughs> so swan song is better, I guess. I, I guess so. You know, so we'll get into that. Uh, JD joining us for Tossback Trivia. And uh, we'll get to our two cent history lesson for this week. Right. We'll also be talking uh, about Cultura, an event coming to downtown Howell tomorrow, uh, Saturday, October 7th. It's not just a car made by a different car company. <laughs> Cultura. Cultura. It does sound... Good Fine Corinthian yeah. leather in your Cultura. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's the new electric version of the Cordoba. No, it's totally different than that, yeah, isn't it? I would think it is. All right. So, and we have a couple guests today, too, yeah. don't we? Yeah, well, one of them is uh, right, Nicole Matthews-Creech from the Diversity Council, and we'll also be talking uh, with local Brighton resident uh, and Navy veteran Rob Smith here in just a couple minutes, uh, talking about Team Rewind and what that's all about. You know how Rewind sounds, right? I don't remember. It's been remember? a long time since I had to rewind In the anything. cassette deck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's or, different than that. And the whole concept of Be Kind, Rewind... Yeah. I mean, my kids wow, don't even. Yeah, too. Exactly. If my you kids, said that, they'd be. What are yeah, you talking about? Rewind. rewind. What do you mean? I don't. Under, <laughs> I don't understand. That's it's a word of the past, but so. but it has a good good thing with Team Rewind. We're going to find out more about that. Uh, but first, let's take a look at local news. See what's been happening this week here in Livingston County. All right. Yeah. Lots of different stories. Of course, uh, one story that got a lot of attention was the proposed Health Advisory Committee. Uh, County Commissioner West Nakagiri proposing this advisory committee uh, that would be. Uh, made up of various individuals uh, who would basically uh, be proponents of the medical freedom movement. So this is largely people that are, uh, you know, against vaccines uh, and uh, more into, say, herbalist medicine and natural medicine and things like that. And they would be this advisory committee that would then, quote unquote, advise the Livingston County Health Department. There was a lot of pushback to this. And in fact, surprisingly, it's an all Republican board. Uh, several other Republicans themselves said they did not really see that this was necessary. Uh, and it, this just happened at a, at a committee meeting. It's probably going to come before the full board. Well, and even uh, if they had uh, yeah. experts, if this did come to fruition, they have experts. Why not a little bit of both and have 
more information from both sides you know, to make it where the council could, they could decide. I think the question is when you say both sides, when you talk well, about science, yeah. herbal, you know, because yeah. it's there. There's there are some good things to herbal medicine or herbal remedies, those types of things. But there's also the medical community as well, right? And I think, but from a public health perspective, I think the question is is that that you basically you do want qualified. Uh, individuals in public health, uh, you know, uh, who, when especially when you're talking about issues about vaccines, because uh, honestly, a lot of this does revolve around the issue of vaccines, uh, that you, you do want medical professionals, you do want people that have a scientific basis to be making these types of decisions. This advisory committee uh, would be something that, uh, you know, a lot of folks uh, see would uh, its real purpose is and this is what you know a lot of the opponents of it would say its real purpose is to in fact uh, sort of interfere with the health department and its role so we'll see where that goes uh, you know it was talked about it did pass this initial committee phase and it'll go before the full board of commissioners uh, and, and we'll follow that of course uh, another big story uh, was about a former Heartland hockey player uh, who was booted uh, from the Wolverines hockey team uh, after uh, defacing Campus Jewish uh, Resource Center, the U of M Campus uh, Jewish Resource Center. Uh, and in this particular issue, uh, there had been a social media post by a group called StopAntiSemitism.org in which they had alleged that this hockey player had uh, spray-painted swastikas on the Jewish Resource Center. That turns out to not be true. Now, the hockey player himself, he did deface the Jewish Resource Center, and he was removed from the Wolverines team for a violation of team rules. It was just the paintings were different, or the spray paintings well, were different. Well, he used a, I mean, it's, it's, it's six and one, half a dozen of the other. He used a homophobic slur, and he, and he painted uh, a lewd, you know, spray-painted uh, a lewd picture. And so, uh, you know, that information coming out, uh, there has been a lot of back and forth, if you look at our story on Facebook, a lot of back and forth there from folks, uh, you know, uh, basically trying to say, this speaks ill of, of the Heartland community. A lot of people stepping up and defending it, saying, hey, you know, not trying to defend this kid's actions, but you can't tag an entire community, uh, you know, by but, you know, one person. And so that, that sort of debate goes back and forth. That was a pretty big story. And then on a more positive note, uh, Heartland Teacher, by the way, uh, won the Michigan Lottery's Excellence in Education Award. Uh, and that got quite a lot of interest from folks uh, who, uh, you know, were very happy about that. Uh, and uh, this particular teacher uh, was somebody who, and I think the, the lottery gives them basically $2,000, and they can use that for sort of in-class things and whatever they want. Um, and um, they really said this this particular individual is somebody who had challenged students and was well-liked by everybody. And uh, that really got probably more overwhelming response than anything else uh, in the past week. And so that was more on the lighter side, the more positive side. Well, and it is good to see, you know, those types of stories. And I, I think all of us have had at least uh, one teacher throughout our right. learning uh, learning years, uh, whether it be high school, uh, middle school, or elementary school, there's there's always that one teacher that comes to mind that uh, that helped change and develop you a little bit more, and you appreciated right. the efforts Who, they put towards. Who's you. the one teacher that you can think of? Uh, <laughs> there's there's actually quite a few, right. and, and it'll sound weird, but uh, my journalism teacher. That is weird. And, <laughs> it really is because <laughs> I didn't really go into yeah. journalism per se, but. 
learning how to put together a story or a column, those kind of things. Even though I didn't do it that well, it was it was very inspiring. <laughs> and and she liked me and would yeah. would let me get away. Well, give her a name check. Well, and she used to work here in Livingston County. As okay. a matter of fact, uh, Janet Mendler. She's since passed away, but okay. uh, got to got to meet with her a long time ago, uh, about ten years ago. And there's a lot of people that went on to great writing and uh, broadcast careers uh, that she had a part of. So she was a part of the scholarship journalism yeah, scholarship program here in Livingston. For County. me, it was Mr. Schmittle, who was my fifth grade teacher. See, that sounds uh, like a character in The Simpsons. It kind of does. Schmittle. <laughs> right. Great guy, a lot of fun. He was always, and he was somebody who didn't talk down to kids. He like actually listened to you and, and really interacted with us uh, as fifth graders, you know, but in a way that was uh, very educational and we appreciated it. He was also a reserve Oakland County Sheriff's deputy. And one time he, and boy, this is the 70s because you couldn't do this now, he took the entire class to the gun range. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think, well, in certain school districts you might be able to do that. Maybe. <laughs> and, fifth grade, and, though? Yeah. So here we are, a bunch of fifth graders all crowded into this gun range, and he, you know, shot at the targets as, you know, the, the sort of the targets that flipped around and stuff like that, and he, you know, unloaded his pistol into it. And, I want uh, Mr. Schmittle's class. Here's the thing. Again, the 70s, and you couldn't do it now, he actually brought that target back to class and he put it up on the bulletin board and then underneath it said, oh, you didn't do your homework, huh? Oh, oh. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I really don't think no, that, would, that would fly today. That would not fly. <laughs> it was a different time. It, it sure I'll, was. I'll just say, and we took it the right way. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Mr. Schmidt, all right, we <laughs> throw him the shout out. We also have to throw a shout out to Austin Lee. Yes, from Orb Solutions. Austin has uh, been our web designer and uh, creator, caretaker, and uh, everything else that has to do uh, with our website, MikeAndJohnPodcast.com. Uh, if you uh, are starting up a business or maybe want to re, uh, reinvent your website, Orb Solutions, the ones to look for and ask for Austin. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I just uh, dealt with Austin uh, over the last couple of days because there was a TikTok issue. Oh, not a TikTok. <laughs> there was a TikTok. Do we have a TikTok account? Yeah, we do. Oh, believe okay. Yeah. See, the, these youngsters, these <laughs> so. hipsters know about our TikTok account. Yeah. I have no idea. And uh, yeah, so uh, there was some message that kept popping up, and it said the TikTok plugin is not It's correct, not that TikTok I, adult site, is you know, it? Uh, no. The, the adult no, TikTok? No, no. Uh, that's talk talk. Um, uh, so uh, yes, so Austin Lee Orb Solutions. Uh, he was right on top of it, fixed it in a second, and great guy. And we appreciate all the work that he does for us. Speaking of great guys, that leads us to our first guest, John. We mentioned Team Rewind at the top of the podcast, and our guest, Rob Smith. Yeah, is from Team Rewind. Welcome, Rob. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you having here. You're a Brighton resident, Navy veteran. And, Thank you um, for your service. Appreciate that. Uh, so tell us uh, about uh, Team Rewind. How did you get involved in this? Um, I had some issues with my A1C, and I really needed to get it in check. I did some on my own. but And A1C, for, for folks, maybe explain if you can a little bit just well, what that is. Your, yeah. your uh, 90 days of blood sugar count. It needs to be a certain percentage, and mine was not where it needed to be right so all having to do with uh type 2 diabetes yes yeah and uh and and what led you to to where you're at today well i watched my mom over the last three years um, with issues from her health from type 2 diabetes started with uh losing a toe then losing both of her legs in 2020 just below the knee and uh, and and, and and largely because the diabetes has such a, a devastating effect on your circulation. Yes. And that's yeah. why... She had no circulation below 
her knees on both legs. So, so, so how does Team Rewind fit into all of this? Um, I was actually watching uh, Instagram and I saw Desmond Howard on there. And wow, you're a hipster too. Yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. Maybe I should have called you to fix our TikTok account. <laughs> I don't know anything about TikTok. Nor do I want to know. So, so, so you're, you're, you're watching Instagram and, and what uh, happens? A that? video of Desmond Howard showed up and uh, talked about Rewind and I started doing more research and found that they were associated with the uh, U of M Health System, which my primary care physician was already a U of M doctor. Part of that, yeah. And so that kind of said, well, this would be a connection for me that my primary care physician yeah. would see what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, actually, that video, I mean, we have a video here. I'm just. It's very short. It's about 45 seconds. Uh, that kind of gives people, a, I think, a little bit of a view of Team Rewind. So let's let's take a look at that right now. So, if I'm not mistaken, you're in that video, are you not? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see you. People are lined up to, to get uh, sort of a, a medal for medal. Yep. Yeah. Um, you get one for five percent of your body weight loss, ten, fifteen, and then. Uh, I got one for defeating type 2 diabetes, which means right. mine's in remission. That's an amazing thing, yeah. I think. Uh, and obviously, that's the whole notion of Team Rewind, that you can rewind this. Can, yeah. can I take this back a little bit to, to rewind? Uh, so so when, when you saw your mother go through this and, and lose the legs, and you said you have to make a change, were you already type 2? Did you Were you at that stage? Or were you trying to be more preventative? I was at the pre-diabetes stage in like 2019 and I made some adjustments but I didn't stick with them yeah and then I when my mom started going through these issues I got my sugar rechecked wasn't where it needed to be and I'm like well I need to make some changes so in doing that did you did you go right to the medications that are out there and you, you see the ads on TV what, what did you do I was changed just my diet, yeah. and then I got down to a certain number, but I felt I needed someone to be accountable to, and that's how, why I joined Rewind. All right. So, so take us a, a little bit through the steps of like day one at, at Rewind and how that how that worked for you. If somebody's hearing this podcast or seeing this right now, and they go, maybe I need to do that. What should they expect? Well, I met with a dietitian on the phone, you know, and uh, started out with a consultation, uh, checked out what my BMI was, my body mass index, right. um, to see if I was a candidate. And then being that they were associated with U of M, they knew what my A1C numbers are, right. and um, I was a candidate. So then I had to meet with a doctor that was associated with the program, and I, I meet with them every like every 90 days right now but um i was a candidate i started and then i got started on this meal replacement for 12 weeks so what did that look like in terms of like how your diet was before and then how that yeah where you thought you might have been doing good yeah. <laughs> well i actually was doing good but i needed to go further right okay and um the 
first 12, four weeks of the 12 weeks was uh, 800 calories a day worth of shakes. Yeah. Soups or uh, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry shakes that you mix with water. And is that, those are protein shakes, obviously, yes. right, yep. to give you the protein that you need, but with the limited number of calories. Yes. Yeah. And after that first initial four weeks, the rest of the 12 weeks, I was introduced to uh, two cups of non-starchy veggies a day. That completed the twelve weeks. All right. So, so just for those that don't know what non-starchy vegetables are, uh, green beans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't eat corn because that's a sugary. Oh, yeah, right. That'll turn the sugar right in your yes. system, right? And you don't think of that when you're eating corn, yeah. right? Uh, no beans until after the twelve weeks. But yeah. you know, stuff like um, green vegetables, salads. Yeah. The greener, the better. They yes. Say, right. Yeah. Okay. And how are things going for you now? Really good. My numbers are where they need to be, and. Um, Honestly, proudly to say my cholesterol is the best it's ever been. And I got off of my CPAP because my uh, sleep apnea went away from losing 30 pounds. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, And and obviously, right, it's interesting you bring that up because I think we talked about the sort of the direct result of diabetes, like with your mom and and losing, you know, circulation and things like that. But there's also these sort of secondary things that come with, you know, an improving lifestyle. Like you said, uh, to sleep apnea is one of those things that, you know, will improve. And that also has a great, you know, positive effect on, on your health. Yes. Especially if you're sleeping through the night and uh, you're, you're lighter, you can uh, you have more mobility, correct? Yeah. Yes. Less joint pain probably. Less joint pain and I'm uh, able to do stuff uh, without, you know, overexerting myself. Sure. You can back into shape so yes uh so how do folks find out more about uh, rewind the team rewind uh, what's the best way to go about that honestly if you look right on um instagram or facebook there's a team rewind page right they'll and, give you a contact and, and they actually there's a website they just go join rewind.com yeah. and that will uh, but if you just like you said go to facebook and search it out you'll find find what you need and then uh you know you had a chance uh, we so we showed that video i had desmond howard in it uh, you know, you, you had an opportunity, uh, you know, to uh, to meet him and, and be a part of that ceremony. I think we have a, a picture here of him putting a, putting the medal on you there. Um, and uh, it probably makes, a, I, I would imagine, having someone like Desmond Howard, you know, be a part of this, that helps to sort of give it the public face yes. to get people to pay There's attention. There's several athletes that are uh, involved from U of M. And do, do you know what Desmond's tie is to, not just U of M, obviously. He's an ambassador to yeah. the program. Right. Right. That particular day was cool because he gave a kind of pep talk about when he was with Green Bay and was almost cut, and that was really um, motivating. Yeah, Yeah, very cool. And actually, in that video we saw earlier, I saw a former colleague of mine, Art Regner, uh, who does a lot of Red Wing stuff? Uh, he was in there, and I saw he was part of the Team Rewind too. So that was kind of yeah. I got to chat with him. Yeah. He's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I, can see I mean, that. very yeah. quickly too. So which was cool to yeah. hear his story. So yeah, very cool. And and we appreciate you sharing your story with us. Uh, again, uh, Rob Smith, uh, Brighton resident, Navy veteran, and member of Team Rewind. If you want to know more, go to joinrewind.com. All right, Rob. Thanks yeah, for joining us this thank morning. Thank you so we much. It. Thanks for sharing uh, the story and, and for spreading the word about Rewind. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope uh, people are motivated because it's, uh, it's made a success for me to be able to defeat type 2 diabetes. Very good. Yeah, I mean, and ultimately, I mean, what a, what a, what a great success story that uh, a devastating disease like that, you can turn this around just through some lifestyle changes. Yes. You know, uh, and Team Rewind is a great place to 
make sure that that happens. So great. Congratulations and thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Last night in uh, TNT, Thursday Night Trivia, of course, brought to you by our OG sponsors. Uh, Firehouse Doors, they've been serving Livingston County for over 25 years with unparalleled service and products. And the question read as such, three out of 10 people say they've used this as a way to start talking to a potential date. So somewhat of a pickup method, and it worked 84% of the time. So it's a pretty good, pretty good method to use. Let's check out some of the answers. Now, this doesn't have to be just men, because some of the answers that uh, that popped up seemed to be more of targeted toward the guy hitting on, on the potential female date, like buy her a drink, tell her a joke, <coughs> offering assistance. Oh, be a gentleman. We can't have that. <laughs> well, unfortunately, for a lot of women, you, we don't have that. Uh, <laughs> Asking them to dance. Giving them a compliment. Uh, you know, back to the asking them to dance. Again, it's a lot in the how. Uh, you know. <laughs> so, well, I suppose. Yeah. Well, that takes courage. Yeah. I, I don't know if a lot of people think about that. But, you know, if you're, you're going up to somebody for the first time and you're asking them to dance, that's you, you, you're prepping yourself for shot, being shot down. Right. I mean, you would know. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I would. I, I, of course, am a great dancer. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Do we like to demonstrate for us? Oh, Come on. Yeah, no, no, Stand I, up. I don't want to embarrass anybody. That's okay. I, <laughs> we, we won't be embarrassed. Especially we'll myself. I don't think so. No, go ahead. I believe the person I don't want to embarrass. So. Uh, this, I thought, was a great answer. A smile. That was from Cassandra. Sure. You know, if you can, yeah. if you, you know, because some people say, I really like that smile. You know, you don't have, you just do it. Um, ask for advice. Ask for advice, a way to approach a, a potential date. A few people did get the correct answer, mm. and it was their dog. Hey, using their dog right. as the starting point. It doesn't say cats or iguanas or any other type of pet, but the dog, like a guy and his best friend, or if a woman is walking your dog. Gives you that conversation starter point. Right. Now, if your dog gets in a fight with their dog, that's not good. Well, if you break it up and become the hero. Oh. <laughs> and then get rid of the dog. Now, if you're, now what if you've <laughs> trained your dog to get in a fight that's so you can break it up and be the hero? Oh, there you go. That's probably not good. That's probably not good. I would not recommend that. I don't think so. <laughs> so All right. So thanks right. to everybody yeah. that, uh, that answered last night. We'll have another question. Sunday night in SCT, uh, S, uh, SNT. And... This coming week, we will have a prize. Oh, ah, okay, good. We haven't done that in a while, right. but uh, we'll do that this week sometime, right, so, I promise. All right, so take, uh, take a look for that coming up. Also coming up, uh, an event called uh, Cultura uh, that is coming to downtown Howell tomorrow. This is Saturday, uh, October 7th. Uh, and uh, so this is an event that uh, I think is going to provide uh, some unique uh, entertainment and uh, some flavors and sounds, I think, that for folks. And so we want to find out more about uh, that. And so we have uh, asked the right person to come and join us, Nicole Matthews Creech, Executive Director of the Livingston Diversity Council. Welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Hi, John Nicole. and Mike. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you as well. Now, I've, you know, I've, I've seen a few things on the social media about Cultura, and, and mostly here in Livingston County, but there, there's been some other events called Cultura. Is it all 
one thing but just at different locations or is this unique to Livingston County? No, this this event was just something that was the um, kind of beautiful brainchild of the Livingston Diversity Council and the Livingston Arts Council. Um, and we're super excited to be able to bring this to our community. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more the, the culture, because uh, like Mike was saying, I mean, if you Google it, you'll find there are similar type events. I think yep. it's a concept, I guess, in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the reason we came up with, or we decided on the name Cultura, was that it, um, Cultura means culture in 38 different languages, kind go. of across the globe. Um, so it really, we, we hope it to represent a lot of different um, cultures, different ethnicities, different um celebrations, traditions, things like that. So, so tell us about some of the things we're going to see tomorrow. Oh, so I'm super excited, and everybody keeps asking me what I'm most looking forward to, and I, I can't pick. Can't so, you know, we're we're starting at 12 p.m., we end at 11 p.m., and we have 19 different performances. Right. So some on the indoor stage, some on the outdoor stage. Indoor stage, you'll find more culturally significant performances. Uh, the Bollywood dancers, Polynesian dancers, uh, uh Taiko drumming, which is Japanese. Um, a, a woman, Zhao Dengwei, who plays the Eru, which is a two-string violin. Um, on the outdoor stage, we'll see more of your traditional band kind of things. Uh, we have a mariachi band. We have uh, hip-hop. We have indie fusion, pop alternative, and uh, street dancing, break dancing, which oh, I'm super excited about. That's what I'm saving yeah. myself for. Right? I will cardboard I'm box sure from 85. that they'll call me up on stage <laughs> to, you know, I'll, I'll out. politely decline. You I, don't want to show yeah. the moves? <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's not my day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. It's just called a flop, really. It's a, <laughs> pretty much it's and then spin. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a full day of, you know, great music and uh, and food. There's going to be food I was, trucks. I was just going to say, what yeah. about the food? Yeah, it's we a, have food trucks, yeah. and uh, we're so excited to bring in some of our favorites locally into Livingston County. Tamale Rose will be there, Simply Spanish, who um, and, co- and Comfort Cuisine, which uh, some people are familiar with. So we have Lebanese, Spanish, and uh, Mexican, West Coast Mexican. And we're bringing in a new food truck to the Howell area this time. Um, it's called Reggae Foodie, and they are from the Lansing area and it's Jamaican food. Nice. It is Jamaican food on the go is what it's called. So very excited about that. They'll be Jamaican at all day on Saturday. They will be. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Really? Yeah. I came back after three or four weeks for that. He did it. He did it. Yeah. Um, You know, the other thing that's kind of the unsung heroes of our event that I'm excited about is visual art. So folks will be able to come inside the Opera House and and see visual artists around the perimeter of the Opera House, some local local artists as well as some folks from, again, across the state of Michigan. So, um, and also... It is going to be a little chilly tomorrow, but the tent will have sidewalls, right. and we've just secured some Got heaters. Some heaters I was going to say. So don't worry about the fact that you're going to be cold. It's going to be super fun, and you're going to be dancing and moving, so no worries there. So there going to be any beer at this celebration? Um, absolutely. Because you, know, you think of the different cultures. <laughs> Not only will there be beer... But there's going to be whiskeys of the world. Whiskeys of the world. Yeah. So uh, op- the Opera House has hosted events before called t- uh, Tastings of the Opera House. 
And so they're doing a special edition, a cultural edition of, of tastings at the Opera House. Whiskies of the World will feature uh, different whiskies from different countries, and they'll be paired from, or be paired with food from those regions as well. Right. So a uh, little education along the way. That is a special ticketed event that's happening Saturday night, uh, 7 to 9, and folks can purchase tickets online now uh, at the Cultura website. And throw out that address, the, cult, the website Yep, address. absolutely. Yeah. The website address is culturacelebration.com. That goes back to our first conversation about there are other culturas. So right. culturacelebration.com, right on the front page of our website is a link to that ticket event. Uh, tickets are $60, again, for whiskeys and food pairings. Seven to nine um, tickets can be purchased tomorrow if they're still available. Have you sampled any of those those whiskeys? You know, I have not. I'm I'm not a big fan of whiskey. I'm not a whiskey drinker either, but I know there are some that, you know, they go to Kentucky and try the different uh, made-just-for-you versions. I, I just came home from Scotland. And did so, you have Scottish whiskey? No. no? But, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> yeah, and they had whiskey there. It was, a, it was the whiskey of the world. You just had to like, throw that in there. <laughs> I did. I, yeah. But you're right, though, for, for folks that uh, you know are really into the whiskey tastings, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be an event that they're going to want to be a part of. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, really, I could I could skip the whiskey and just go with the food pairings. <laughs> that's true, too. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, this is a, a joint effort between the Livingston Diversity Council and the, and the, the Arts, Arts Council. Yeah. Um, what what's the sort of the overall uh, you know uh, thing that you're trying to that you hope will be uh, achieved with the day? Other than everybody having a great time, right. that's certainly something that will be achieved. I think with the the, the great lineup and everything else. It, it, what's sort of the underlying hope here of what this event can do? Absolutely, great question. So um, it's complex and layered, right? Good job, good job. <laughs> complex and layered, but I would say there's kind of two two goals in mind that we have that kind of rise to the top here. The first goal being that we do want to provide an opportunity for our Livingston County community to experience things that we don't normally get to experience here. Um, the great thing about Livingston is you can run to Ann Arbor or Lansing, Detroit pretty quickly, um, but but you don't have to, right? Why can't we bring those folks in and, and have some opportunities here with our families? Um, two is really to bring uh, folks from outside of the community into Livingston County community. Um, we do have a history in Livingston County, um, a pretty sordid history, um, a history that makes uh, folks of color un- uncomfortable, um, that, that makes other marginalized populations skeptical about coming into the community, and, and there's been amazing changes happening in our community, and we want folks to see that. And the only way that we can change folks' perceptions about us as a community um, is, is for us to invite them in and show them how much we've changed and and what we're doing to work on those kinds of things we mm-hmm. want them to know that we are a welcoming community so. all right so uh again cultura uh it's going on saturday october 7th downtown howell art poetry music dance but speaking of poetry uh, a, a good friend of the show uh, local poet is going to be part of the uh, part of the festival. You're reading poems too, John. No, no break dancing? I, I think the, the break dancing will be enough. But I'm sure everyone will agree that's enough of that. <laughs> it would be hard to catch your breath after yeah, well, that, I would yeah, think, right, right? To do your spoken words. So Isabella Mansfield, right. um, uh, a friend of the show, a friend of ours. Um, local poet we asked her to curate this 
poetry segment with her poet friends and she's bringing in eight other poets uh, to to share their craft and uh, of spoken word and and I'm super super excited you don't often get poetry opportunities here no, either so Nicole and, how long has it taken uh, you know the diversity council and the arts council to, to, to put this together I mean this is, this is huge <laughs> I have been saying it's just been an absolute labor of love yeah. right I mean it's it's super exciting so nine and, months and, uh, yeah <laughs> pretty much I mean, really, we started the conversation back in January, so I think you're about right. Yeah. Um, and we started really planning in in February. I wasn't. It wasn't until May that we could decide on a name, right? Anything with the first event is always hard, sure. but, um, uh, but yeah, about the last eight nine months. Um, but I think uh, I think everybody will be pretty pretty impressed with what they're yeah. going to see yeah. tomorrow. It's going to be a great day yeah. of uh, entertainment, fun, and great food too. So. Absolutely. You can't go wrong with any of those no, things. not really at all. So, again, Culture at Downtown Howell, uh, noon to 11 p.m. You got it. Uh, cultureacelebration.com for, for more information. Indoors and outdoors, there's heat under the tent. So yes. be sure to stop by. should be a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome. Right. Thank you guys so right, much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Nicole Matthews-Creech with the uh, Livingston County yeah. University Council. Uh, so. A great, uh, great day and evening of entertainment, of course, brought to you by our friends. Speaking of entertainment, uh, The Dial. Yes. The Dial. Are you going to speak of the Dial? Where you can see a play and get dinner at the same time. They always have great shows, <laughs> off-Broadway shows. Steve DeBrun, a friend of the show, a uh, big part of all those. And what's showing this week, John? Uh, actually, uh, I don't think there's anything there at this moment, but they just did announce uh, their new lineup uh, for the coming season. So, uh, and it's uh, it's uh, quite a quite a interesting lineup that's coming up. Um, there's going to be, uh, you know, some classics like A Raisin in the Sun is one of the ones that's coming up. Um, there's a, a play called Alice by Heart, uh, in, with music by Duncan Sheik. Uh, I remember Yeah, I remember him, uh, you know, 90s, uh, early 2000s, late 90s, yeah, 90s, early 2000s. Uh, there's a, a, a musical, I believe it's called Souvenir, a Fantasia on the Life of Florence Foster Jenkins. Uh, that's coming up. Um, they'll have a, uh, a Christmas-themed uh, event called Miracle on 34th Street. Perhaps you've heard of that. No. <laughs> I think you um, probably have. Duncan Sheik. It was Barely Breathing yeah. was the big hit from him. Right, For those right. that were saying, I know I've heard the name before. It's been a while. <laughs> but yeah, Duncan Sheik, Barely yeah. Breathing. That was um, good too. Grammy nominated too. And then, uh, this is what I'm really looking forward to myself. It's a very new musical they're calling it. It's called Something Rotten. Uh, and that's uh, that's coming up uh, August 30th through October 6th. So again, a full lineup of shows at the Dial, and of course, uh, we appreciate uh, all the the great support uh, that uh, uh, Steve and Matt there at the Dial have uh, you know provided uh, for the community. And of course, if you want to know more, you can go to DialTheater.com, and it's fancy theater because it's R E DialTheater.com. All right, time for the less you know. Rich Pearlberg joining us. Yeah. yeah, and we're going to talk about me, yeah. I believe. You don't know how to and you said swan song. I, I wasn't really sure which yeah. one I was supposed to press. I didn't want to blow up the little machine That's there. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike and John. Hey, hey, is this Rich? What's going on back hey, there? A batter, 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 yeah. Pearlberg. This is a better, better. I like that. I like the chatter. Hey, short, move around and kill him the grass. <laughs> He's a pull hitter. Rich Pearlberg up to the plate. <laughs> you know what you know they used to talk about good field no hit? I was no hit and couldn't field. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Right field. Right field. Right field. I own right field. <laughs> Even we play, we play pickup ball at the old football field and didn't have enough guys, so right field was out. Yeah, I still played right field. Yeah. <laughs> okay, somebody <laughs> hit that automatic right out. Field. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we're going to put you in extra right field, and you're like, wait a minute, that's out yeah. of bounds. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it's a, it's a position. <laughs> <laughs> so my God, you guys got a good show today. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, we're good. Yeah. We got a good show. Well, absolutely, we have a good show. Well, don't bring it down. Yeah, there, Rich. I mean, you've got a lot. Yeah, of yeah. Well, you know what? You're you're pushing the odds here a little bit. I did want to give a shout out to to Janet Midler though. It was nice to hear you guys reference her. She yeah. was. She was quite quite the lady. I and, forgot uh, that you probably knew Janet. She was great. well. We actually gave her office space for yeah, years when yeah. we ran the foundation because it was way too long for her to drive from uh, Hamburg to, to Lansing, where the press offices were. Right. She was only part time, and we didn't pay her beans. And she worked forty hours on a twenty hour gig. So, <laughs> but she knows journalists, or she knew journalists all around the country who came to the the. Uh, scholarship program. Yeah, she was, she was a lot of fun. And I, I I miss her. It was uh, it was great being in her journalism class. But uh, anyway, let's uh, let's talk about Swan Song and Miggy. Were you a Miggy? part of it? Oh Were my there? No, no. I uh, uh, it's it's tough to be a Tigers fan right now, even though you lo- gotta love baseball. But it's it's, it's uh, hey, we finished in second place. Yeah. Second, Second place, yes. Let's like go for that. Thirteen games and and back. and tenth out of fifteen in the American League. So yeah. again, again, if you pick you, the worst division, you can do relatively well. <laughs> you know, you have half empty guys. Is. You know, <laughs> uh, but here's here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. You know, I've used this line. I think you probably got tired of it. That the Tigers are now going into the eighth year of a five year rebuilding plan. Yeah. But but. Here's the fact: if you look at the playoffs, which are really extended, they take forever. But there's what uh, twelve teams make the playoffs. Four of those teams have stunk worse than the Tigers more recently than the Tigers' tailspin. I didn't say that really well, but uh, the Rangers, the Orioles, uh, the Miami team, and Arizona—they've all lost a hundred games or more within the last two or three years, and they're. In the playoffs. And the Tigers were plodding along. Yeah, we won 78 this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, when they won 77 two years ago. So don't get too excited. No. Just because, <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they don't have any players. And, and and I think what you're alluding to when you say the Miggy Swan song, and, and no doubt, Miggy had an incredible career. Yeah. But not the last seven. I mean, he had 60 home runs his last seven years. He, he was old. He was injured. Uh, he did his best, but the Tigers were stuck with this incredible salary that just bled him dry. So let's go back to when that okay. s- when that contract got signed and because that was, that what, was, was back at oh eight. No, 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 no. He had, and and again, forgive me, oh, but I've had, I've had some time because we haven't talked for a while. <laughs> uh, uh, I did some research. But uh, they, they, it was around 2014, and they still had two years left on his contract, and they gave him an eight-year extension. Right. And for like $240 million. Okay. To be he was fair, he was coming off the Triple Crown. Right. Well, he uh, was, but they yeah. still had him for two more years, John. Right. I mean, I realize it's I easy to move uh, 2020 hindsight. But this guy already in his 30s, who's... He's a great hitter, 
but he's never been a fit athlete, okay? And big guys who are sluggers tend to decline as they get older. Now, wait a minute, Rich. I I have to interject here because I watched Saturday's game, and I saw him tag up on second on a fly to the outfield, and he made it to third. It was not pretty, but still. Was it the same game? No, no. I mean, the guy's a good good baseball mind. He does. That's funny. And and look, he played third base for a long time. It's not that he's without skills. Don't get me wrong. But, But they did sign him. They had him for two more years coming off that great year. So even if they... Hadn't have given him a contract where it says you're got no cuts till you're 40 years old. And who thought he would make it to 40? Played at that level, nobody. So here's what they lost during all that time: Justin Verlander, J.D. Martinez, uh, Nick Castellanos, uh, Max Scherzer, who, by the way, are all playing on playoff teams this year, still playing in the big leagues, just not for the Tigers. So I so, guess that's why I wanted to kind of rewind to that moment in that the Tigers, I guess, they had a choice. Do you keep the big guy, the big name, the big gun who just did a triple crown, or do you make a choice to say, you know what, we let's keep these uh, core players, uh, especially Verlander and Scherzer, we have to find a way to keep them. Uh, well, and here's, the the thing, though. here's the thing I would say, and again, it's, it's 2020 hindsight. But they, they didn't face that choice at the time. They still had him for two more years. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, if we don't give him the extension, he's going to leave. You go for two years, and then you decide, uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll offer you another contract, or he becomes a free agent. But by then, he'd started to decline. They would have known that he was on right. his down. Right, right. Now, that was just luck. And, and, but they, lost, they offered uh, Scherzer a ton of money, and he wanted $20 million more. And they said, no, we're not going that far. And guess what? Scherzer leaves. And then they start dissolving the club. They get rid of Martinez. They get rid of... Uh, they also gave a lot of money to Prince Fielder, who... Yeah. Well, you remember his prowess on the base paths. Um, <laughs> his what? His prowess on the base paths. He could eat a nacho from a fan while he's with, playing first base. Carlos and Victor Martinez and, and <laughs> Prince Fielder. And those, they were not the fastest team in no. baseball. Well, look, one of the, you can, it's still one of the more popular memes on social media is Prince Fielder getting doing the belly flop back to third <laughs> and getting tagged out. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was a playoff. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was not. They, they, they traded Prince to Texas, and they paid him so much that they still had to pay part of the deal. Is they had to pay part of his salary. Yeah. I think that's so, more of a financial financial errors on the Tigers' part right. from the, the front well, office, you know. So and, and it happens. But the other thing that it points out is how poorly the Tiger organization has been run in the past. Not only did they get rid of all these guys, they had nothing coming up. They had a, they had one of the league's worst farm systems. So and and I think that's what's in, indicative of these other teams that also played poorly, but had the structure to come back. Baltimore lost a hundred games two years ago. They're in the, the they were the best team in the East this year. Yeah. So they they had some structure that the Tigers haven't had, and that, I think that's what hurts them as much as anything. Any team you go to, any team you can find. Players that they let go who ended up doing well with their new team. So well, sometimes that's a makeup of the team and the drive of the team too. The inspiration. There's, of there's your, also your JD Martinez, who's who's got over 300 career home runs. The Astros let him go to the Tigers, and he had some great years with the Tigers. So everybody gives up a player who's good now and then. Yeah. But the thing is that Detroit is just 
for whatever reason, they, they, they tried to go for the present, they spent tons of money on the current, and whatever, they came close but didn't win the World Series, and then they had nothing left in reserve, and we've suffered. We Tiger fans. So what, what is the fix? I mean, is it just cash? Like, is it just like the, the only way to fix this team now is to just open up the checkbook? Yeah, it's and... not only cash because because look at the Mets did. They, put, they spent a lot of cash and they ended up in last place. Uh, the the uh, I think they're probably doing it right. The question is, do you have good people in the front office? And do you have an owner who's going to let people make the right decisions? They have drafted well. Torkelson, Viley uh, Green. They've got a lot of good young arms. They just keep getting hurt, which is worrisome uh uh then then when you get close you might have to open up the uh the checkbook and 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 fill a gap you know you, you, right. know, you fill a position with it but you've got to have some structure i mean i can't even tell you who plays for arizona or baltimore but but they're in the playoffs and the tigers aren't so that the, the proof's in the pudding and and they've got a new general manager now and uh well, well, don't they have t- co-general co- managers? These two guys are going to work together? I have no idea. Is that the deal? The whole year with, uh, I forget what they call him, and then they just announced a new general manager. Well, well don't forget, Mickey's going to be the executive assistant yeah. to the general yeah. manager. Yeah. So well, that's he's really going to find a way to make ends meet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> poor Mickey. That post-career. Poor, poor Mickey, yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys want a, want a totally change in the topic, but... but uh, I'm kind of interested in this health advisory committee. I think I'm going to apply for it. If it's oh, so yeah, okay. Do you uh, do you have any uh, health uh, experience in terms of no, science? I have none or? whatsoever. Oh, I you're hired. You're, you're going to be the chairman then. I do. I, um, I have seen at a Holiday Inn Express, okay. and I... Uh, uh, I have worked extensively with bleach. So okay. I do. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you know not to mix bleach and ammonia. All right. You've you know that uh, you've got uh, that. Once let me write that one down. Yeah, yeah, write that down. <laughs> so, uh, so, and the only how many M's of ammonia? Yeah. All right. Well, once again, the less we know, and you know, we were having a good show. We were. This turned the end. Did you like cut it? Because I think. <laughs> I, I, I think the momentum kind of died. No, that's no. good. No, it's interesting, and I guess we'll have to see what happens with the Tigers in the meantime. While go, go Lions, yeah, which is uh, actually right. makes make sense this time. There you go. <laughs> so, all right, all right. Rich, have Thanks, a great Rich. week, buddy. We'll have talk a great to you week, soon. You guys. All right, all right. See, ya. see ya. Bye-bye. Bye bye. All right. All right. I want to thank the fo- oh, we want to thank the folks at Murphy's Family Auto. Of course, big supporters of uh, the podcast. You can turn to Murphy's Family Auto for all your auto repair and vehicle maintenance needs. Since 2011, they have been specializing in car and truck care, including engine and transmission work, electrical services, heating and cooling, and brakes. Call Murphy's Family Auto, 517-552-3040. They're open Saturdays, 8 to 1. You tell Mike and John sent you, you save 5% off your bill. It's yeah. Murphy's Family Auto. Your car knows. Two days ago, you were, you were using your AC. You want to make sure the heat's working. <laughs> <laughs> these days <laughs> jd joining us from traverse city for the uh for jd's tossback trivia mike and john what's going on well we are it's in well, yeah. yeah we yeah. just had someone tell us we we're having a great show so so don't blow it yeah, don't blow it man <laughs> <laughs> i will i will do my best not to all man. right what's our topic well we are at summer's end and uh i think the days of the blockbuster movie seem to be dwindling so uh what we had this summer we had barbie and oppenheimer 
Top Indiana Gun was Jones. early. Yeah. yeah. Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny was a dud. Yeah, that, that flopped. Um, but I guess we're going to talk about come on the original one, which is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Huh. One of the highest grossing films of all time. So Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's what we're going to chat about. All right, gotcha. Bring it on. So Raiders did not do well in pre-screening. This is 1981. What mm-hmm. film was believed to be the blockbuster of the year? Mm. Was it the Bond movie for your eyes only? Superman 2, On Golden Pond, or Cannonball Run? Ooh. <laughs> you want to go first? Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> you think Cannonball Run? <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to say Superman 2, but then you said Cannonball, Cannonball Run. Run. Well, like, Bobby well. Anderson, Burt Reynolds. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with with uh, <laughs> Superman two. I think Superman was such a big movie that when the second one was coming out, I think they had anticipated huge hits. I'm I'm gonna go on Golden Pond and suck face. <laughs> oh, it was Superman two. All right, I was just yeah. Yeah. so looked forward to that was gonna be the one. Okay, all right, John's got it. Yes, I do. Indiana Jones. I just got rid of contagious. <laughs> <laughs> Holmes is fighting and survival skills in both world wars. In World War II, he was a colonel in the U.S. Army. In World War One, he was a captain in which army? Who is this? Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. Was he in the U.S. Army, the British Special Forces, the Belgian Army, or the French Army? Who did he fight with in World War One? Uh, I, I, uh, U.S., British, Belgian, French. Yeah, I, you know, I think you're trying to trick us. I, I think he fought in the U.S. Army. You think, so? you think yeah. it's a trick question? Yeah. I'm going to go Belgium. Having a breakfast, I, I, waffle sounds good I, right now. <laughs> I, fancy, I fancy the days of Grandpa DeHanens in the Belgian Army with Indiana Jones. There you go. Africa. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. He was in the Belgian Army. Okay. Supposedly. Well, yeah. All right. A native of Princeton, New Jersey. What college does Professor Jones actually teach at? Crawled up did the he teach it? Yeah. Did he, did he teach at Princeton, Marshall College, Fordham, or Faber? <laughs> nice try on the Faber. Yeah, like that. A little, little toss to the yeah, little yeah, animal house guys. Guys. Yeah. All right, so we rolled that <laughs> out. Stupid, no way to go through life. <laughs> you know, that would have been a kind of a, a cool cross if they you yeah. know, crossover. If, if they John Belushi had walked yeah. into his office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Belushi and the Temple of Doom. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> maybe he had a white horse in there. That's right. Yeah. right. Um, Who put a full pack of fizzies? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to yeah. the, let's get back to the question. Um, All right, so we, what do we got left? No. Fordham, uh, Princeton, Princeton, and Marshall, Fordham, mm. Faber. You want to go first, or me to go first? You can go first. I think it was Fordham. I was going to say Fordham as well. Okay. It was the absolutely fictitionally made up Marshall College. Oh, oh wait a minute. We are Marshall. They were there was a uh, college. Was Marshall University. Oh, fine. Yeah. University yeah, College, so same kind Marshall, of... Marshall College funds all his research right, and right. all his okay. stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. And it's made up from, like, Robert Marshall, one of the writers. Uh-huh. 
I'll name so. college after me. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're the writer. <laughs> all right. So we're very familiar with the uh, with Raiders of the Lost Ark. We've got the Nazis and all that happy stuff. Uh, what year does the movie actually take place? Is it 1936, 38, 41, or 43? I think it's 1936. That's not a fair question because he's the history buff. Well, it's a movie. I mean, yeah, but, I, but still, <laughs> you know. Because, uh, yeah, there, we were always searching for the Ark of the Covenant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's so, my guess. Did you say 38 was in there? I, I 36, think was, 38, 41, 43. Let's go 38. It was 1936. Look at you. Wow, John just crushed it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, crushed it two to one. By one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take what I can get. All right. Awesome. All right, so John wins this week for JD's Tossback Trivia from Traverse City. From the Grand Travis Resort. What are you doing up there? This is the uh, Michigan uh, uh, Association of Planners Conference. I think you're making this <laughs> <laughs> Too many uhs in there. Uh, planners. Uh, the, yeah, the Planners Association. And I'm like, Michigan Association. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so it's all, it is tons of city and county and municipal worker folks that are all together about planning communities all right yeah. how do you get it done yeah. well get her done hey. and you did get her done right. thanks jd thanks, appreciate JD. it cool you all got right. it thanks. thanks all guys. right it's uh mike and john got it going on by the way i want to thank everybody that came out to downtown howell last weekend for the walk to end alzheimer's uh, we had a great great crowd uh great support Great fundraising, but that does go on until the end of the year. So the monies that were raised, I think we were like 71% of the goal here in Livingston County. Right. So there's still a chance to hit that goal by the end of the year. And we still have a few of our Mike and John Got It Going On team Got It Going On shirts we do. available. So what we thought we'd do is if you're interested in making a pledge... To walk, for the walk to end Alzheimer's, we have large and extra large left, I right, believe. Right, right. And, and uh, you'll get the shirt for the donation. And we appreciated those that donated right at the booth uh, with us, too. We, we picked up a few extra $100 yeah, yeah. just while we were at the booth uh, on our, Saturday. Our team Gigo is uh, about uh, 77%. Oh, look at towards you their that. goal. I think you made that up. Uh, no, I, it's just the math is easy because okay, got uh, okay, anyway. it. <laughs> Round numbers. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, if you go to mikeandjohnpodcast.com. that's Mike and John Podcast. Hey, that's our website. It is. Yeah, you'll see a link about uh, you know Mike and John. Uh, you know, walk the walk with Mike and John to end Alzheimer's. Now, of course, uh, the, the the walk itself, as Mike said, is over. That was last week. But the fundraising continues. If you click that link, uh, that will take you to the team got it going on page, and you can donate right there uh, through the page, or just contact us. You can email us Mike and John for the win at gmail.com and we'll make arrangements for you. But either way. We will make sure you get a Mike and John walk shirt, and uh, we'll be taking donations through the end of the year. All right, sounds good. And uh, by the way, I did make it through the walk, despite a bee sting. Made it through. Oh my god, are you okay? Nah, I'm okay. Yeah, sorry. That's <laughs> so glad. A little stinger in the neck yeah. there. And I didn't scream or anything. Just so you guys know. All right, our uh, two cent history lesson for this week, the week of uh, the first week of October in 1905, Orville Wright became the first person. 
to fly an airplane for 33 minutes. They thought that was a long yeah. flight. Well, yeah. 33 minutes at the uh, time. Well, try, to, try a seven and a half hour flight. <laughs> a little different? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1961 this week, the pre-moistened hand towel I beg your was pardon? introduced. <laughs> you know those little things, the little handy, handy wipes? Yeah. The ones that came in the little, okay. little packets? Not the and they thing were awful. that was in the gas station oh, God, bathroom no, no, no. that you pulled down? No, no, these are yeah. pre-moistened handy wipes. Okay. Mom would have them just in case you, know, right. you got SpaghettiOs right. on, your, on your face. Well, that was always... Uh, I remember sometimes the rib joints would yeah, have them. Yeah, I was going to say, or, or, or KFC. If you, yeah. You, yeah, you'd always have those, yeah. I was either that or your pants. Most of us chose our pants. <laughs> our tough skins. <laughs> it just toughens up the tough skins. <laughs> Having those greasy finger yes. marks on your and pants. And nothing will lead you to Team Rewind faster than a lot of KFC. <laughs> or dogs in the street starting to follow you because you smell That's like right. chicken. <laughs> 1974, David Kunst completed the first journey around the world on foot. Took four hours, four years, yeah, excuse me, four say, years, and 21 pairs of yeah, shoes. Wow. He crossed four continents and walked 14,450 miles. So how did he get across, like, the Atlantic Ocean? That's, uh, I, I mean, think they he... had him on, like, a, an airliner, an airline carrier, <laughs> he just and he just back, kept walking back, back and, and back forth while it flew. I'm not sure. Just curious. He's got still. the credit, and okay. it's on his day, and we remember this. 1980, or this week, 1980. Queen started a three-week run at number one. Dexter rides the bus. Was it Dexter Bussy? Yeah. And then that's when the Lions started off real strong. Kind of like this season. 4-0 or whatever it was. And then, so I think the Lions are not they are not putting out any singles. No, I think they've learned their That's like a thing of the past. All right, 2010, Kevin Systrom and Mike Krieger... Launched Instagram oh. for you kiddos. Yeah, Rob Smith talking about how he learned about Team Rewind on Instagram. A year and a half later, Kevin and Mike sold it to Facebook for a billion dollars. Probably a nice move for them. We really went I? into the wrong line of work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you launch this app. Mm-hmm. People take off on your pictures and post them. Okay, that's nice. And then a year and a half later, you walk away with a billion dollars. Yeah, not too shabby. And finally, this week in 2011, "Starships We Built This City" was named the worst song of the 1980s by a poll taken in Rolling Stone magazine. I beg to differ. Really? What's your worst song? Putting on the Ritz. Oh, (laughs) Taco. I mean, we built this city. It was irritating. And an earworm. Yeah, yeah. But was it really the worst of the, of the whole decade of the 80s? I, I I will concur with you that the putting on the Ritz was worse. Yeah. I, I would even argue, if you remember, new shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't the, wait. I can't wait, yes. Yeah, new I shoes. can't wait for this song to please stop playing. <laughs> you really don't hear that on those no. classic stations no. anymore then. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. You don't. But you will hear we built this city. Right. This is, so, no one listens to the radio anymore. That's your two-cent um, history lesson <laughs> for this week in October. Yes. All right. We've had quite a show. Um, do we want to get the final word? If you think we can. I mean, it's been several weeks. I, I, I text I, the great I, Bonnie. Oh, is she? Okay. I, I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. I And uh, I let her know yesterday we were doing a show, so I said be ready and we'll see.
on the edge of her seat. <laughs> Look at this. It's right at the end of the show, too, so it really will be the last word right. with Bonnie Runyon. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> How you doing, Bonnie? I'm always doing fabulous. You know that. Yes, we do. Where are you? Did you have... What, what makes you think I'm not home? Well, I'm, I'm hearing some noises in the background. Yeah. So is that like a cuckoo clock or something? Or? No. No. I those are kids. In, those are kids. Yeah. I sent you pictures oh. hoping that you would figure out where that I ain't Michigan. Oh. Oh. You're, it you're has a country in it. Where are you at? Florida. You're in Florida? Well, that's not in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would have definitely stumped us. Yes. Well, when you look, when you have time to look at your phone, you'll see palm trees. Okay. Ah, okay. I thought, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe some place in Michigan has palm trees. I guess. <laughs> All right. Yep. I. Th you know what? Just judging by the pictures, I don't know if I can tell that's a palm tree. It looks like a regular tree in the background. There's an awning or a you know a shelter that you were by. All right. Well, okay. That is a shelter because this, okay, this. Oh, there's, am, that one is palm trees, okay. I am enjoying my niece homeschools her children, and this is a homeschool group of families that get together every Saturday morning at a park. Right, they know it's Friday, right? <laughs> oh, it must be Friday. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, that's okay. One, that's okay. Oh, no, okay, that's me okay. back. Me back. <laughs> okay, right. guys. Oh, it's glad to have you back on the podcast. Well, we're glad that yeah. we were able to connect. But was there a final word, by the way? Or I don't know. There yeah. is. Okay. Believe. 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 And it's as important that you believe in yourself as it is to believe in Jesus. All right. That's the final word from the great Bonnie Runyon. We'll talk to you soon, Bonnie. Have a great time in Florida. You be blessed. All right. All you right. as well. Thank Thanks, you. Bonnie. And all right. Love, uh, love you guys. Uh, love right. you as well. See you uh, later. So this has uh, brought us to the end of the show. Yes. But there is a, there's a couple of stories that have broken that I think we need to highlight real quick before we leave. Really? Breaking uh, news. Uh, I believe the ugly naked guy in downtown Brighton, since yeah. they had all that construction, I think he's going back to... To, to the Mill Pond. Uh, to the Mill Pond Park. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's not gone. No. Ugly naked guy. No, which is technically called Decision Pending is the name of that statue. Oh, yeah. But we all know him as Ugly Naked Guy, don't we? <laughs> That's really what everyone's called him. And, and there are, there's a new breakthrough for the first time in probably decades. Really? In toilet paper. Oh, Charmin. Well, I don't want toilet paper to break through. That's really why I don't. Yeah. Charmin has a bold new design they are launching with their toilet paper. From now on, the ultra soft rolls of Charmin will have a new scalloped perforation line where you tear. So when it's hanging down on the outside, when you put the toilet paper on the roll, that little first piece, right? When you tear it, it's going to have that little. Kind of so it's like a, a wavy line. Yeah, wavy line. So the first Why is time, that better? That's uh, that's going to make the rip harder. They say it'll be easier. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> the company's yeah. new smooth tear has been in the works for more than five years. They're calling it an innovation that toilet paper has never seen before. Oh wow! This and is you a, heard it here. This is a great on day. this podcast. Wow, scallop. Toilet paper perforation. perforation. That's a TPP, the toilet paper perforation, <laughs> okay. which will make your life much better. Yes.
It will. But I can it's only, only with the ultra stuff, so you got to pay top dollar. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, naturally. Not the uh, yeah. the gas station well, stuff. That's right. really. I thin. guess I won't use these paper towels anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's gonna do it for today. Right, we're done. I think we're way I, done. I, I, yes. So, all right, we'll be back next week. And, uh, of course, uh, you can always check out news on our uh, website, MikeAndJohnPodcast.com, or check us out on Facebook. Mike and John got it going on. The most reliable news in Livingston County. Where'd that come from? I don't know, voice from above. Giggling with Mike and John. Tune in next time and giggle on.